Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop with a special show for you today. Before I left on this last trip to Sturgis, I sat down with Josh from Biltwell to discuss the final six People's Champ Builders. That's right. We watched all the videos they recently put out. If you haven't seen them, go to uh, the Biltwell's People's Champ Instagram or go to Biltwell's YouTube channel, pretty much any of their social media outlets. They posted these videos. Voting starts today. Go to peopleschampshow.com where you can vote for California. And you have till the end of the week, and then they will be riding to Cook's Corner. Whoever makes it will be eligible to win all the money. So this is a fun one. Let's get into it. Thou shalt not hassle by extermination day. Thank you, Zach from Heavy. Check out Zach at heavy.bigcartel.com to get your gear, dude. Before I left on this trip, uh, Knives Made by Nick, he gave me this fucking leather lighter wrap with a fucking, like a leather string on it. I literally haven't lost it or used another lighter since I've had it. It is the handiest fucking thing ever. I'm actually going to put like a fucking gold chain on it or something so that... Dude, it's sick. It's sick. Go check out Heavy. He's got some badass shit. also have a spark plug pipe. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you, Knives by Nick and Zach. You guys are fucking bad. Um, Before we get into today's show, I've got some dates. And the first one being... um coming up it's the fucking four corners motorcycle rally my buddies are throwing a party at the back 40 and it's a chopper camp out they've got like covering if it rains there's going to be games uh biltwell's doing a chopper show there's going to be a fucking hill climb uh the big party where you can camp and hang out is 6203 highway 151 ignacio colorado 81137 so hopefully I'll see you there, man. It's going to be a good one. After that, we got uh, September 18th is the Junction City Chopper Show, Ogden's first vintage chopper show. That is in Utah. Check those boys out on the gram at Junction City Chopper Show. Oh, shit. The next big one that I'm really stoked about is going to be at Yellow Rose Canyon, October 3rd. The Southern Throwdown. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's one before that, dude. Wait a second. September 25th and 26th is the Nitty Gritty Chopper City down in Houston. Put on by Eric of Destroyer Garage and Mike of, fuck, I don't even know who or what Mike is doing these days. Uh, But, dude, they put on a rad show, and I'll be down there. The Outbound Train will be playing. 
Houston preparing for our gig the next weekend at Yellow Rose Canyon for the Southern Throwdown. That's right, the Southern Throwdown. It'll be the first big chopper show at Yellow Rose Canyon, future home of Born Free Texas. Come on. October 8th and 9th will be the Virginia City Rodeo and Motorcycle Show. That is in Nevada, put on by Choppers Magazine. Dude, they've got a bunch of rad shit going on. Check them out so you can hear all about it. Speaking of Choppers Magazine, you remember that trip I did at the beginning of the year called the Desperado Run, where me and five friends rode our bikes through central Mexico by way of mezcal shots, mescaline, the devil's backbone, a ferry ride across the Sea of Cortez to the Baja, where we landed in San Felipe. That's right. I did an article. Ford Choppers. This is my first ever article about one of my trips, at least that I can think of. It was rad. It was fun. It was, it was a lot longer than he asked me for, and, uh, you know, we didn't plan on doing it. So all the photos are like just cell phone photos, but... You know, it's going to be rad. So go pick up the new Choppers magazine so that you can have a physical copy of documentation of that rad trip. Thank you, Brobeck. And I'm going to be continuing to do uh, like a segment called, what, what do we call it? Oh, The Road Provides. Come on, dude. We fucking named it on this trip <clears throat> or on that trip, the Desperado Run. So... Anyways, I'm stoked about it. Fucking stoked. So check that out. Uh, last date that I've got for you is October 16th. Is the Rat Rodtober at Tupps Brewery in McKinney, Texas. Put on by two of my favorite people on this planet, Natalia and Jake. So can't wait to see you there. Oh, yeah. In November 11th, we got Fuel Cleveland in Cleveland, Ohio, presented to you by Lowbrow. The Gas Box, and Forever the Chaos Life. Bitchin'. Okay, speaking of lowbrow, those motherfuckers are bad. Uh, yeah, dude, lowbrowcustoms.com. What, I mean, you should be going there daily to get your chopper fix taken care of. Uh, not only are they badass, but they're supporters of this show. And they're supporters of this show because that's who I used before I started this show. Like, they're... They're the fucking best, really, like, hands down, the best. And uh, we give away a $100 gift card every month to Lowbrow Customs, thanks to Tyler and the fine folks over there. And if you want to win one, you got to go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up to be a patron. That's all it takes is a small monthly payment so that I can keep putting fuel on my motorcycle and keep this show on the road this whole idea was born by knives made by nick where we gave away knives every month for a long time probably should have never stopped that but i was like ah oh, nick you can take a break you're plenty busy but he's a bad motherfucker so if you need a knife just go fucking buy one from him dude find him on the road dude if you're not following what he's doing you're failing not only do we give away a hundred dollar gift card I've got some big prizes we're giving away this year. When I get back to Texas, one of the first things I'm going to do is drive to New Orleans and pick up a shovelhead motor from Boston Billy. And we're giving that away at the end of the year, dude. Somebody's going to win a shovelhead motor. One of my patrons. For every $5, 
that you've donated every month, your name has gotten entered into this big fucking hat. This hat's big, right? It's a digital hat, so it can be as big as I want it to be. But it's my way of saying thank you, dude. Somebody's going to win a shovel head motor at the end of the year, and I'm super stoked to be able to, like, to do that. That is a fucking rad deal. Um, yeah, Boston Billy's the shit, dude. He is, I mean, not only am I picking up a motor from him, I am taking my 59 there and getting him to rebuild that for me so that I can be ready to go for 2022. Not only are we doing that, I got a custom Frisco tank from Lowbrow that I'll be giving away and chemical candy. Randy is going to paint some flames on that motherfucker. So go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Sign up. There's a Patreon link. Five bucks a month gets you entered to win all these amazing prizes, dude. Chemical Candy Randy, dude. I cannot wait to tell you about this trip I went on on this fucking badass new motorcycle I got. But let's get through these people's champ interviews. No, You know, it's one interview with Josh. Instead of talking to everybody individually, Josh just told me a little bit about everybody. I watched the videos. You should go watch the videos. The way we did this podcast, uh, it's a little jankety. I didn't have <clears throat> everything I normally have to record over the phone, so I made some things work. It doesn't sound terrible, but there's a little bit of, you know, I've watched the videos, so you can, like, kind of hear that audio. The videos aren't long, but it's, like, five or six minutes. Maybe you can watch them while I'm watching them. I didn't give much commentary. I wouldn't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, I was really watching them for the first time. Maybe could have done it differently, but I didn't. I fucking didn't. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Josh, thanks for taking your time to sit down and talk shoppers with me. Can't wait to see you motherfuckers in Durango. So here we go. Let's get into it. Damn. I almost forgot to tell you about the most badass thing on the planet. And that is a way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. MCShopTees.com. Your T-shirt of the month club. It's like a fucking magazine subscription, except for you get T-shirts every month. And each month, I feature a different motorcycle shop from around the country that has helped me or my friends out keep our fucking bikes on the road. Dude, it's a beautiful thing. And these shirts are only available through MC Shop Tees. Each shirt comes with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where exactly they're located, how you can get in touch with them, and what they specialize in. Because all these shops, you know, they got different specializations. Some of them do everything from maintenance to custom parts. Some of them really just do custom parts. But I guarantee you, if you reach out to one of these shops and say, hey, man, I got one of your teeth shirts through MC Shop Tees and I'm fucking stranded, and you're the closest shop I can come in touch with, they will help you out because... These are all badass motherfuckers. This month's featured shop is Justin Kelly's Hang 'em High Customs. And he is out of Mansfield, Texas. And he is a badass motherfucker. I did a podcast with him a couple years ago. He's an Army Ranger. And he fucking loves motorcycles. Not only does he love motorcycles, he loves keeping people in the wind. 
and building badass shit and fucking riding the piss out of the shit that he builds. I'll never forget him and Dirty Dick Nick fucking jamming gears, drag racing in the dirt down at the Texas Fandango earlier this year. It was a fucking beautiful thing because Justin's bike was like fucking pretty, dude. I mean, it was a fucking showstopper. It's like some crazy girl bike with a magneto on it. But goddamn, could he ride that motherfucker? It was sick to see. And I'm stoked to uh, feature him with MC Shop Tees. We did like an Army Ranger-inspired shirt. It's green, got some black ink. It's sick. It's real fucking sick. One of his uh, customers did the artwork. It's rad. Bring it all together and send it out. Shirts should be arriving. Some of them hit last week. Some of them hit this week. Go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now so you do not miss another month. All right. Let's get into this fucking podcast. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Dude, I apologize for this fucking janky-ass setup. I'm sure it just seems fine on your end, but... As long as it works for you. Well, it's uh, it's gonna have to work for me at this point. <laughs> I wish I could take a photo of what I got going on right now. No, that's perfect. Is it? I would assume that it's a uh, super sketch. I wouldn't say super sketch, but I wouldn't say it's the most professional setup I've ever had going on. It's all right. It's the ability to make do with what you got. That ingenuity. Dude, that's what makes this happen. Um, so, Josh, what's your full name? Uh, so, I'm Josh Gilbo. I'm the Biltwell Operations Manager and also the Customer Service Manager uh, and the guy in charge of People's Champ for the past couple of years. So, if anybody has a problem with Biltwell, they get to talk to you. Uh, they, they talk to my guys and then if, uh, if they want to level up then then yes, they get to talk to me. Oh, if they want to level up, let me talk to your manager. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you been with Biltwell? Uh, so I've been in and around Biltwell since about 2008, but came on full time, uh, December of this year. Cause I actually just retired from the Marine Corps. So, uh, been friends with Bill and Otto and Mike and Magoo uh, for many, many years now. So I've been doing a lot of their events and stuff like that. And then, uh, 2019, uh, just kind of a side hustle. They asked me to take on people's champ just from a social media standpoint. So uh, I've been kind of running that show since then. Well, thank you for your service. How long were you in the military? Uh, 20, 20 and a half years. Damn. That's awesome. Yes. So full long haul. That's so, I mean, How's this new life treating you? Oh, man, it's been it's been really good. You know, like I said, I've been kind of lining this job up, you know, since 2008 because I'm, you know, believe in the company, believe in the brand, and love the the dudes that run it. So, uh, you know, it seemed like a, a natural fit, and it was one of those things that I was fortunate enough for them to be able to have a position for me to jump in on that. You know, kind of was in my my wheelhouse of being able to, uh, you know, talk to people and manage some stuff. So, uh, it's been as about as as good as it could possibly get so i'm definitely blessed in that standpoint did you uh what was your other experience with like social media just like a personal account or were you working other stuff 
Man, weirdly enough, like I don't really have like a really strong social media background. Uh, my biggest thing is just, uh, I, I guess it's just the way that I interact with people that worked well with, uh, you know, the guys that we have doing social media here at Biltwell. Uh, so I, I, you know, one of my jobs here now is I'm, I'm one of the three guys that runs the Biltwell main site as well. Uh, you know, cause we do kind of a rotation, um, but it's just the ability to just kind of have a way with words and understand the brand and understand kind of what uh, our intent is. So, you know, that, that's been relatively easy because of how long I've been associated with the guys that are here. No, oh, that's awesome. Sounds like they're lucky to have you on board. I don't know about that, but I appreciate the fact that I'm still here. So we'll, 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 we'll count it as a win. So uh, you got brought on for in 2019 for people's champ was that was that was the first year Biltwell kind of jumped in uh on board with it right or took control so that would have been the first full year so 2000 the 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 2018 people's champ uh was kind of when show class uh handed over the reins to Biltwell so we took over in 2018 about midway through and kind of finished it out uh and then once that dust settled after the 2018 People's Champ. That's when I got brought in to kind yeah, of manage. Like, we how need Bill somebody was going to else continue to with hand. the. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I was trying to talk yeah. over you. It's see the competition right here of yelling. I got. I'm way. See, this is why I like doing them in person because I can just start talking and not hear my phone anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, understandable. Um. Yeah, so they needed your help. After they, they did it one year, they're like, oh, we got to find some other sucker to be in charge of this thing. Well, yeah, it, it allows Biltwell's normal operations to keep going and the guys can focus on other things. And just having one more guy to kind of handle it just makes it a lot easier to be more of a fire and forget kind of thing. I mean, uh, it, so is, been, it is a big job doing that. Like, I remember thinking when show class was doing it, like, there is a lot to be done just to make that happen. Oh uh, yeah, there, and that, that was you know I went into it kind of with the same thing where it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, and you know trying to you know going from start to finish on getting all of the uh, the entries to come in and then kind of filtering through those to the selection and then all the way down to the point where you know we we're we're on the final stretch to get to the the party on the twenty seventh and. You know, all of the moving parts leading up to that has been, you know, a lot. So uh, it, it's real humbling to kind of see how all of these moving parts kind of come together to start from an idea to a finalized product. So it's been it's been really great to, to be involved with all of that. So how does the, the narrowing down from the beginning start? Like you got to go through all the emails. Don't you guys pick like a certain amount from all the emails and then let everybody vote that first time? Is that how it works? Man, so yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it. So we open up the, you know, so we'll talk about 2020 uh, or the, the current year, the 21, because uh, it's the biggest one that we've had, is we open up for submissions and that lasts for a couple months of, hey, just send us what you got. You fill out a form on the website, send us some pictures, and then all of those come to my email I filter through all of them. I read, you know, who you are, what you're about, what your project is, what you've done in the past. And based off of all of that information, kind of figure out whether or not you would be a fit for, you know, what we're looking for. Uh, 
which is obviously, you know, what we're looking for is quality, diversity uh, of just so that there's different types of bikes because, you know, it's very easy for us to get locked into that Southern California, you know, panhead with, you know, stock frame, stock geometry, 21 front, Springer, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But we're trying to look for things that have a little bit of diversity and a little bit of, you know, kind of setting themselves apart because when you look at the the end goal which is to be an invited builder at born free those builders are setting themselves up by doing some out-of-the-box stuff so we're trying to allow uh, a platform for those garage builders or the ones that may not have the attention of the guys that run born free to be able to kind of get onto that stage so we get all those emails we filter them out and then at that point once we filtered it out you know like so this year we had a a little over 180 entrants. I think actually it may have been about about 180. Uh, we filter them down to about half. And then at that point, we go in uh, to a room with me and a couple of the other guys that work here. And then we narrow it down further to what the end goal is, which is the starting lineup. So because of how 2020 ended, because it just stretched everything out so far, this year uh, the field started at 13 whereas normally we start at like 26. So instead of having three cuts to get to six, we only did the two. Yeah, so you guys just kind of stopped halfway through last year. Well, we we finished last year, but it took forever. So because, you know, Born Free just continually rolled and rolled and then finally got canceled, what we ended up doing was, you know, kind of circling the wagons, figuring out how we can finish the show out. We did the videos, did the online voting, and then crowned the uh, the champion, which was uh, Steve Glennon, uh, and closed out that year. But what happened is, by the time that we were closing out last year, we had already started to take uh, entries for this year because if we didn't, then the builders would only have you know three months to really be able to uh, complete an entire bike build, which is unrealistic for everybody. Um, so we kind of had two shows respectively kind of going simultaneously which was uh you know just kind of falls along the lines of how unique 2020 was of being able to kind of think on your feet and adjust with the punches yeah that's right i remember you guys finishing up last year now uh yeah born free didn't happen i think that this People's Champ is probably one of the biggest contributors now to Born Free as far as like social media and outreach, you know, like, you know, it was just like, a, you know, they didn't even, they didn't even conceive the idea, but they, but if it's done so much for Born Free. I mean, the builders from People's Champ do so much promoting on the internet. It is, a, it's a beautiful thing for everybody. Well, and, and, and that's exactly it. So our, our main goal is, is to get the builder that platform and that opportunity to get looked at. And the only way that you're going to do that is by being able to have that content. So as part of the rules is that the, the builders have to submit, you know, consistent updates on their builds so that way we can repost it. So that way everybody kind of, you know, by the end of the, the People's Champ run, everybody is kind of vested in that build because they've seen it start from where it was at the beginning of the show to the end. So, uh, it, it kind of just gives everybody that kind of buy-in. Whereas, you know, with the, the builder, the builders that are invited to born free, they're, they're not required to do that. So, and some of them may, you know, 
may not be real big on social media or wanting to push that kind of uh, that deal and want to just kind of unveil something at Born Free. So that's kind of how you get that the, the difference between the two, which one is not necessarily better than the others, but, you know, from the goal of what People's Champ is, which is to give that platform, this is the best way that we found to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, like some of the inviter builders, you know, they used to have a lot of content that would come out of their builds. And now as years progress, it's, it's like, seems like there's less and less. You know, when Born Free used to do the videos for the builders, it was so good. Uh, you know, people got real creative. And I'm really looking forward to the videos uh, that, that you guys did. Now, tell me about these videos. Did you guys send somebody out to each one of the builders, or did the builders come up with the video guy and an idea on their own? How did these all, well, how were these all born? Yeah, so this year was kind of a little bit different uh, because we had international builders. So we had, uh, of the final six, two were actually international. One being uh, G out of Korea, uh, South Korea, and then uh, Robbie Palms or Robbie Palmer out of uh, out of England. So those two were kind of a little different than the rest. But uh, what we ended up doing is because of Born Free going from June to August, we're like, all right, well now we've got this time we can actually do what we did last year, which is send out the media team to go visit the builders and, and create this additional content because, you know, the, the content and the videos, it lives on forever. So it's one of those, it gives that builder something that they can show their grandkids on this amazing process that they went through. Uh, so what we were able to do is uh, the media team consisted of Jeff and Flynn, uh, who both work here. One, uh, Jeff does all the photo and Flynn does all the video. Uh, and then myself is kind of the liaison since I, I, I've been dealing with the uh, the builders the entire time just to kind of be able to bring up any of the random things that I know about their bikes that they may have forgotten to mention. And uh, <laughs> we, we went to all of the individual sites for the builders that were in the U.S. So started with your boy Cliff down in San Diego because that was, you know, the easiest one for us since it was – in California, yeah, went and visited and, and went and visited him, and then we did that video uh, up at his grandpa's farm, uh, which was a, a last-minute change that he came up with. Uh, from there, we bounced to Ogden, Utah, to visit AJ Anderson. From Ogden, Utah, to Austin, Texas, to visit Jacob Connard. From Austin, Texas, to pretty much Baltimore, Maryland, to visit Kyle Sonborn. And then we flew back. And that was all done within a week. No way. You did them all back to back to back. Yeah. So we started with Cliff on Sunday and we're back to Southern California on the following Saturday, which was uh, like the fourth. It was like the Saturday before fourth of July. So you guys like the second. You guys really took your time making these videos. Uh, well, <laughs> so, so we, we took uh, a day to, to make the content. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, is that the, the, the structure of the videos is the same from last year. So uh, we already had the questions. We already had kind of the format of what we're looking for. And we pretty much gave the builder a full day uh, to be able to get through it. So that way we didn't, you know, we weren't rushed. If there was any contingencies where there were some issues, then we were able to adjust if we needed to. But luckily all the builders... Uh, because we had that uh, June 25th deadline of having a, a running and starting bike, uh, we didn't have to really deal with as many uh, problems as we did uh, last year at 2020. So what did you do for Rami, Robbie Palmer and uh, the guy from Korea? 
Well, so that's a great question. So Korea uh, with G, uh, right about that same time where we we already kind of had a photographer, videographer set up for G in Korea that had the ability to do uh, translation from Korean into English. Uh, but if you look at Rob or uh, if you look at G's submission on June 25th for the running and riding bike, uh, his bike wasn't painted. It wasn't complete because, uh, man, he had, you know, 2020 hit G hard. He was in the process of getting a new shop set up. Uh, his new shop pretty much caught on fire. Uh, and then you take that into consideration with the fact that he has a bunch of customers bikes and he pretty much just ran out of the ability to, to continue on the, in the competition, especially when you add the financial burden of they need to get their bikes from their country to the U S uh, you know, so his, his bike would have had to have been complete and then pretty much on the water because of the way that shipping has been, uh, during COVID and, you know, those things are going to be sitting in containers for a couple months as it floats across the ocean. Oh, so, I wouldn't, uh, I would hate to fucking have to ship a bike during this time overseas there's just no way i mean you never know when you're gonna see it exactly and you don't know what kind of condition it's going to be when you open up that container what's what's robbie's plan i'm sorry go ahead what's robbie's plan uh so robbie's plan was to air freight his bike over and had figured it out and had a plan uh but as of like really today uh, Robbie's not going to be able to make it because of COVID restrictions for international travel. Uh, so England is not allowing anybody to come to the United States or the U S is not allowing people to come from England because of the Delta variant and so on and so forth. So, so Robbie's effectively not going to be able to be, uh, voted upon or he's not going to, and he's not going to be at the show, which is a huge, uh, huge upset because that bike is amazing. Yeah, dude, I mean, that Delta variant may shut down this year's People's Champ and Born Free. And, and, and that's exactly exactly it. So as of right now, everything is going as planned. And then just like last year, if necessary, we'll be able to adjust uh, appropriately. But uh, as of right now, if the show goes on and we don't have the ability to uh, – to have the party if or if we do have the ability to have the party then every every bike that needs to be in contention needs to be present yeah sick well um yeah this is this is cool i uh you know a couple years ago maybe three i i started reaching out to some of the people's chant builders and then i felt like if i talked to one i should talk to all of them and then I just got carried away and just quit doing it. Um, but I know that like the few times I did do it, it, it helped my show. They pushed it a lot. I got a lot of new listeners out of, uh, you know, out of talking to a handful of builders. And it's a great thing that you guys are doing this. I'm glad to see that you guys picked up the reins uh, once show class wasn't able to handle it anymore. So it's cool to see this go on. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these videos. So... I've got them pulled up. Uh, I wasn't able to download them. I'm not sure how this streaming is going to work, but I got Robbie Palmer's pulled up. And if somebody, if, if people want to watch these videos, they just go to the Biltwell's YouTube channel, Biltwell Cycle yeah. Parts. Yeah, so we've got them posted pretty much uh, everywhere that we possibly can. So you can go to the website, which is peopleschampshow.com. 
Uh, if you, you'll see all of the builders that are there, you click on any of the photos of the builders and it'll take you to more photos and the videos. Uh, you also could check out our Instagram, which is builtwell underscore peoples underscore champ. And then all of the videos are going to be pretty much the last videos that we just were on the IG stories uh, that just got posted up here within the past couple minutes. Cool. Well, I'm gonna... oh, and, and, they're, and they're also on YouTube. So you can check out the Biltwell Incorporated uh, YouTube page and it should be linked there appropriately. Yeah, that's what I got pulled up. Is there anything about this Robbie Palmer video you want to tell me about before I press play? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as far as Robbie Palmer, so, uh, you know, like we were mentioning with G, we already had somebody locked on to do G stuff. Uh, but if you were following along with any of the People's Champ builds up until this point, Robbie is uh, a very skilled filmmaker. So if you look at all of his videos, the quality to which they were done were always superb and, you know, like straight up uh, movie quality. Uh, so what we did is Robbie with his friends that he works with, are the ones that produced uh, all of this. So they gave us the raw data or the raw images and uh, the raw footage. And then we, uh, Flynn was the one that edited it all together. So that way it has the same flow and feel as the, uh, the rest of the builders. Nice. Yeah. I saw a couple of his videos and they were just insanely good. Oh, watching him do his sandcasting stuff was amazing. Yeah. His attention to detail and the way he was able to like, you know, the way it was edited, none of the clips were too long. It kept your attention. Like, even if you weren't into that kind of shit, I could imagine that, you know, somebody could get a lot of enjoyment out of watching those videos of him create some of those parts. Exactly. And he hasn't been sandcasting that long. If I recall, I think it's only been like a year or two that he's actually been sandcasting parts. So the fact that he uh, sandcasted the gas tank, the rear fender, the mud guard, and he's going to go over it in the, in the video, but that bike is damn near all sandcasted, you know, minus the frame and the motor. Uh, so the, the craftsmanship that went to that bike was something that we were very much looking forward to seeing. Yeah, he'll get it over at some point, hopefully. Man, that's that's what we're hoping is, you know, we're hoping that, you know, by just giving the opportunity for everybody to see this, that it definitely at least gives, uh, you know, the guys at Born Free the ability to see the level of craftsmanship that he's capable of and hopes to bring him over as an invited builder as well. Uh, for future born freeze to uh, so that way everybody can kind of see that that level of craftsmanship which if you look at you know previous uh, invited builder lists a lot of them have you know multiple people's champ alumni associated with it whether they won or not uh, so it, it seems like the the mission of people's champ has been working by at least getting uh, getting eyes on these builds and these and the, and the people behind them absolutely I mean that's like I was saying, this has been so good for Born Free. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, was there so when you were making the the cuts early on? When you did you take into consideration people being out of the country? Like, man, I don't know if that guy is going to be able to get here, or was it? I mean, that's got to be a tough one to, to even. Uh, exactly it. So uh, when we were going through it, that was kind of the decision where do we just keep it to the U S or do we open it up for everybody and kind of see where everything falls? Cause you know, when we were making these cuts, we, you know, the pandemic was, was raging. So the, the possibility was always there. So uh, with the builders that made it specifically with G and Robbie, because they were the only ones that made it to the top 13, um, before we even released the names, I contacted both of them and said, Hey guys, you know, this is the deal. There's financial obligation required because you have to get the bike over here. 
Uh, on top of that, there's a lot of uncertainty with the pandemic on whether or not you'd even be able to get over here. So if you're into it, you know, we'll proceed and we'll take the chance. If you're not into it, then, you know, we'll put somebody else in, in those spots. And both of them were into it and wanted to uh, to take the chance. So uh, that's kind of what led us up to where we're at currently. And it seems like is, both, of them, both of them not being able to make it was really out of their hands. I mean, a shop fire and the f- repeat of the, the pandemic, which... Uh, you know, if you were listening to the right conspiracy theorists, you saw this coming. But uh, I think we all were wanting to believe that this wasn't going to happen again. So, yeah, I wish those, you know, hopefully it doesn't well, discourage these guys. Yeah, because this is obviously unprecedented times, you know. So yeah. every time that you come up with a plan nowadays, you, you always have to have that contingency on the fact that it's going to get jacked up. So, yeah. you know, we're trying to treat it as if, you know, business as usual and, you know, that's how stuff like this happens. But, you know, right now it's just coming to the realization that no matter how you schedule it, no matter what you plan, uh, business as usual is no longer a thing. So you just kind of have to just keep open and be ready for uh, some flexibility. Yep. All right. I'm going to watch this video with uh, Robbie Palmer. We got some boxers. This is, I guess this is a play on People's Champ, huh? Oh, uh, you know how it is. What are you? Where are you from? My name's Robbie Palmer. I'm from Northampton, UK, and I'm a filmmaker. So my People's Champ bike is a 1954 uh, Triumph pre-unit, um, which I called June. Uh, after the desert, I find it easier to, to theme a bike or give it a name because once I've done that, I think the ideas flow a lot, a lot easier and a lot smoother. So, by calling it June, I did a like a sand-coloured frame. There's a lot of little desert critters on it. There's a snake theme that runs throughout. Um, all of the kind of like shapes of the fender and the, the tank are all inspired by sand dunes and Mark Drews as well, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, I've tried to keep quite a fluid motion to the to the bike, um, and that's been possible by making everything out of clay by hand, and then and then sandcasting it. So I think everything's got quite a handmade um, fluid feel to it. Point out some of your favourite details. Some of my favorite parts of the bike are the, are the sandcast pieces, so the the tank and the defender, the kicker pedal, the foot pegs, the oil tank. Um, the throttle, uh, throttle body, um, the front mud catcher, and the seat. My favourite part, I think, is the is the fender because um, it's actually the fourth fender I made. I made one um, out of a steel fender and used sheet metal to build scoops and and kind of turn it into a a, um, a scooped fender. Wow! But I felt like it kind of been done before, so I tried to cast another one and it didn't work out. And this is actually the fourth one. And it was cast in three sections, welded together, and then it's wired throughout for two lights that sit in the in the back there. Um, and the lenses were made out of clay and then 3D printed, scanned in by my friend and 3D printed. So I think that's my favourite part because it's quite a long process and I hadn't really seen it before, but it's, I'm, glad, I'm pleased with that. Up. What are the biggest struggles during the, the biggest build? Biggest struggles during the build. Um, 
casting in the snow, uh, having minor fires due, due to casting errors. Um, I think the hardest thing, I think the hardest thing for this build was learning how to sandcast from YouTube videos. And my setup's quite basic. It's, it's, I do it all in my garden, and it's it's quite limited tech-wise. Um, but but yeah, learning the technique, learning how to weld cast uh, alley is is all on this build as well. So that was quite a steep learning curve. You know, I didn't even I didn't even know how you melted the metal down when I first started. I didn't understand. You needed propane and a, and a forge and all of that. I didn't have it a clue. But I really liked the idea of it. So after a lot of YouTube videos, I um, just worked through it. Uh, got myself a little forge and managed to figure out where to get the gas from. And kind of went from there, really. Managed to find a scrapyard nearby that could provide me with, with scrap uh, cast alley. That Damn. I these parts. The pegs are sick. Kind of, kind of went from there, really. I think I started off quite simple. And then I kind of realised that it's, it's limitless with what you can do, especially if you're using clay. How does it ride? Pretty well, actually, surprisingly. Um, you know, you make all these parts and you, you cast them all in your back garden and then you put them all together and you think, yeah. There's like a thing flashes through your mind just before, just before you start it. You're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I mean, this, is, this can't work. It's too, it's too, I've gone too far here. Like, this is not going to work. And then it did. It did start. And then it did start. And... Yeah, it was. It's it's a thrill to ride it. You know, it's a hardtail frame, kind of rigid seat. Um, no front brake, which is a new one for me. So uh, yeah, it's 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 been a blast. I've only ridden it a few miles since I finished it, but yeah, I love it. I'd really like to thank my brother for living with me while I uh, while I built this bike because I was probably a bit of a nightmare at times when I was on the ninth attempt of casting something and coming in and moaning to him about it and I'm sure that was a bit of a I'm sure that wasn't great to live with you know he sat through me moaning about it quite, on quite a few evenings so a uh, big shout out to Mikey uh, thank you uh, and thanks to you Mitch and Tom at Black Revolver for filming this thank you to Matt for helping me print the lenses uh, that was really helpful and really nice bit of tech to bring in there to kind of solve that problem um, thank you to Chris Jenna and Mark Drury for helping me work on the bike and being there with advice and you know coming down to help me get it started and yeah I think that's it and, and People's Champ as well you know uh, Biltwell um, and I'd like to thank Biltwell as well for the, for the opportunity for People's Champ because it allows people like me uh, who are building in a shed in the middle of England to get involved with something a lot larger in the bigger scene and uh, yeah it's greatly appreciated thank you All right, Josh. Are you there, Josh? Of course. Okay. So you picked this guy, right? From the get-go. What was his video like? I mean, if he's never sandcasted before, like what what gave you the insight to think that this was possible? So his entry video, like he's been working on that bike uh, a little bit longer than the, the just the six months. And okay. that's kind of uh as far as how the selection process goes there's no like set like the bike needs to be in this stage when the show starts so some of the builds will start at you know raw materials and uh, a hand drawing and some of the bikes will be uh in a some level of build so when the show started when or the entry that i got from robbie 
I believe the gas tank may have been done. Uh, the frame was there and you can kind of see the overall stance of the bike. You could see the, you know, some of the pieces that he had already started to cast. And more importantly, you could see his video production quality, right? Well, even then, like we didn't really know about any of that. Like we went and scoped on his, uh, on his Instagram and stuff like that. And you could kind of get an inkling that there was something, but we didn't necessarily put two and two together until he started putting up his posts and you're like, Oh crap. Like this dude is like Martin Scorsese or something like he's like straight up Steve Spielberg in this crap. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then on top of that, like just watching somebody sandcast, like that's, that's entertaining in its own right. Cause it involves all the things that dudes like us, like, you know, sparks, fire, you know, making stuff, melting uh, shit, yeah, mel- melted metal, you know? So we had kind of an idea. And then on top of that, you know, a British guy making a British bike, it just kind of hit that soft spot of like, man, this, this, there's a lot of potential here. You so, have a soft you know, spot for British dudes and British bikes. Yeah. And it was even really weird because like the, the little town that he's from is like he said, just like some little no name town that's in England. And my, my family happens to live there. Like half of like my mother's oh, side of the family. Just oh, happens to be from that I see what happened town, which here. Is, which is absolutely just bananas. It's like weird. That is that is pretty wild, Robbie Palmer. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you guys were lucky to find that dude. I know. Well, get, like the the details on that gas tank, and like you mentioned in regards to the pegs, like all of it, just the way that it was done was just executed with such precision. And for a guy who has just learned skills from from YouTube, man, if that guy was weaponized, we you know. I think England would have a lot more colonies. You know what I'm saying? Well, it'd be interesting. I wonder if he like, cause surely like the pegs didn't come out the first try. Did he keep the parts that didn't, you know, didn't mold or cast correctly, whatever the fucking right terminology is, or did he melt that metal back down and, and start over? Or did he maybe, does he have a collection of the pieces that didn't quite make it? I think it's hit or miss because I think you're right where some of them are just remelted down and started, you know, just start over. Uh, but like when he was talking about that rear fender, that that was the fourth iteration of that fender and how he had to weld it all together. So uh, I think there may be some blends that are floating around, but, uh, you know, metals is one of those, if you melt it down, you, you get to start over. So uh, the, the big downer, and I'm very limited on my sand casting knowledge, but you just have to remake molds and kind of, you know, give the old college try again to hope that the next one works. Yeah. Well, I think he's on to something. The, the man's got a lot of talent, so uh, it's super evident to see. So it, it was great to watch that bike being built. Uh, and, you know, I, I have nothing but great things to say about the guy that built it. So now this made me think of another question for you. Was, a, was there any builder or build submission that you saw that you wish would have made the cut, you know, that maybe – I don't know. He just didn't get the attention that you thought maybe not that he deserved or that you just wanted to see him go on to see what he was going to create. Uh, so there was, so if you paid attention to 2020 versus 2021, we've had a few builders that came back, right? So Jacob Conard entered a sports store last year and he came back with his twin cam build. Yeah. Uh, but there was also a build that was, kind of a layover so there was a long bike that was done by travis stuckey out of i believe he's in omaha yeah uh 
where he had this just crazy rigid long bike and it didn't make it past uh i think the cut to 13 last year and you know he resubmitted that bike again for this year and we liked the idea of having a long bike that you know kind of was in that same fit and he didn't really do anything since he was dropped out of the competition so he figured hey let's let's try it again and see if with a little bit more uh progress if you know the people will vote for it and uh he didn't make it into the final six uh but it's things like that it happened you know where we have the ability you know we see bikes that that we like and it meets you know scratches the itch that we're looking for and uh if they don't, you know, if they meet the criteria of have not been uh, voted into the top six, then they're eligible to, to re-enter, whether it's with the same bike or not. It's just the the likelihood of getting chosen is uh, just a lot lower. But gotcha. in that instance, that that bike we wanted to see uh, see done, if at all possible. And you know, Travis has gone on to, I believe, he finished the bike. Uh, he's going to be at Fuel Cleveland this year with it. He got invited for that show. Uh, that's done by Lowbrow and uh, uh, Mikey Revolt. Uh, so you know, heard of her. people are going to be able to see what that bike turned into. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So the next one on my playlist is Kyle Sunborn. You went out there and did this video. Give me a little, give me a little intro. Man. So Kyle is, uh, it, it's going to be an entertaining video. Uh, I, I think you're going to enjoy it. So Kyle, his big thing is, uh, you know, inspiration by old David Mann type paintings and, you know, the old movies of the sixties. So you could see that he kind of fits that, uh, the chopper formula, right? So he's going to have the Springer, he's going to have the, the pan head and, you know, so all of the parts kind of fit and are pleasing to the eye. And, you know, Kyle's a character that matches it. So it was uh, super fun to go out to Maryland to see him and his family and his friends. Uh, Cause you know, he put together a fine bike that, you know, scratches a lot of people's itches in regards to just what, a cool chopper should look like. Hmm. Interesting. What was his, uh, some, his first submission? What was your first impression of Kyle? Uh, Kyle has, has a style, right? So he has uh, completed a few bikes before I've met him. Uh, at, I'm pretty sure I met him at some of the events that I went to when I was on the East coast. Uh, so I kind of knew what he was about and, uh, the crew that he hung out with. So I knew that there was talent there, uh, in regards to being able to get a bike done, and then being able to have a bike that looks good. Because if you look at his, I believe his shovel head, uh, it's it's a great looking bike. And every bike that I've seen him on previously has also been amazing to look at. So when he just showed, you know, uh, a frame and a pile of parts, you're like, all right, well, I can, I can see that this guy's got a vision and I can see, you know, through to what that vision could potentially look like. And it was, you know, a relatively easy decision. Gotcha. Yeah, so you, you had some prior knowledge of Mr. Sunborn. And he's from Maryland? Yep, yep so he's from Maryland. Uh, he runs with the Crazy Apes crew. Uh, and I think he was part of the, I don't know if he was a part of Low Side Magazine, but you know that was definitely his era of uh, you know that Baltimore crew when you know, it was, you know, when I noticed it a lot more in the, in the Jockey Journal and early Chop Cult days. Gotcha. Cool. I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Kyle. 
Kyle Sunborn. Who are you? Where are you from? And what is your day job? Uh, I'm Kyle Sunborn. I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I live in Edgewood, Maryland right now. Uh, I am a, how do I put this? I'm a master rigger for heavy equipment and mobile crane works. I move big stuff up and down and in and out of buildings. typical 90s chopper. Big fat tanks, uh, drag bars, DNA springer, you know. Sick. So, uh, so on and so forth. It is what I love. Everything about this bike is 1960s. Or maybe something you see in a painting by David Mann. Like, not overly like individualized, but like when you look at it, you know, the paint and the flow of everything looks like it should be in a picture. I've been obsessed with that stuff forever. Uh, Devil's Angels movie, Hell's Angels on Wheels, Hell's Angels 69. If I'm not building something that looks like maybe one of those guys had it, it's not me. I mean, the whole thing really flows as a whole. You know, one individual part is impossible to talk about because if it doesn't at some point look like it's supposed to, it doesn't matter because this part matches that part. So when you look at the front end, your stock length Springer, the idea was, you know, did that guy take his fender off, run his star hub, but then he found a 21 and he laced it to it. So that whole look from the, the Flanders-style dog bones down, I fucking love. Um, it's really hard to pick a favorite part because everything's supposed to go together. Every part's my favorite. I mean, fingers, mids. My boy hooked me up big and made the sickest dagger fucking uh, jockey chip, which I didn't expect. He just fucking sent it to me, which is so rad. Um, a Bill Coleman motor that I, you know, he did all the machining that I put together. I mean, every part on this thing is fucking, I love it. The biggest struggles. Money. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't kid yourself. <laughs> you learn anything if i had to learn anything new it's it's always motor work uh you know building a bike is building a bike you can weld this or stretch that and move this i did have to narrow the backbone a lot of people don't realize that that the half jones tanks are meant for basically triumph frames which are what an eighth inch half inch thinner than your average harley casting neck the uh motor work is a big deal it's uh, a whole other animal. Every time it's different. Every time, you know. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, just a lot about, you know, making motors run right. Because that's the only thing that fucking matters. Who cares how your bike looks if it doesn't fucking run? It's a piece of shit. Right? There you go. That's the gospel right there. Um, it took me a while to dial it in. It wasn't, uh... He's got a fucking new Hawaiian shirt for every day of the week, dude. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. And I thought I was having too much gas or not enough gas. But it rips right now. I mean, it's ready to go. I don't want to fucking... It's because you got a super B, dude. Need an E. Let's go. 50 miles is going to see my best friend. <laughs> but, uh, it runs good. Smooth. Um, fires up in a couple kicks. But, uh... It's good on a bike. I'm happy with it, but I, you know, my machinist is a wizard, so I shouldn't expect anything else. It's good. Got to have one of those guys. Be here uh, at all if it hadn't have been for Bill Coleman's feed shop. I mean, that guy yeah. is a magician. My motor was wrecked. Uh, I thought it sounded good. It started right, and that didn't matter. That guy found every single problem, fixed every single problem, and uh, it runs like a champ. So first of all, Bill Coleman. Every single one of the crazy apes, Josh, Donnie, Glenn, Adam, uh, Sean, uh, the list goes on. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not naming you. You know who you are. Those guys uh, answering questions, holding something, uh, helping me hold something while I weld something. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. This is all about what I do with my friends because if it wasn't for my friends riding choppers, I probably wouldn't even have a fucking chopper. Uh, but most importantly, uh, my wife, Kaylin, who puts up with the most ridiculous nonsense that I do. Maverick's only two. You know, those two, without those two, I wouldn't have anything. Period. Nice. Yeah, fuck, that's simple. Everything's there. Nothing extra's there. Right? It's, uh, man, the man knows how to dress. Yeah, well, I mean, if you like, uh, yeah, if you like fucking Hawaiian shirts, he damn sure knows how to dress. Man, that was only a small snippet of the amount of Hawaiian shirts that that man owns. That's pretty funny. Well dressed, man. I bet he goes to uh, to Florida every year. He knows how to party. Uh, but yeah, that was good. I mean, ape hangers. He didn't have like stupid fucking high mids, you know. They were just like just perfect. He looked real comfortable on the bike. Uh, looked like he found an old sissy bar to use for the back. Fuck, it was shiny. Well, I think he had. I think the sissy bar was actually ma uh, made by one of his friends. So I think it's a relatively newer one that just has that kind of that old school feel to it. Got well, it just the close up. It didn't look like it was as shiny new chrome as some of the other stuff looked. Uh, but yeah, you yeah, know, but you, you can see, and, and when you talk about like the different types of bikes, you can see that they're all slightly different. Uh, but what you also try to find is that when you are talking to a voting type thing where you're trying to get people to interact and be a part of it, you know, this is no different than politics. What you're trying to do is uh, find a thing that you can kind of see yourself in. And that bike's super easy to see. Like, man, I would ride that all over the place. Having one of those in my garage would be absolutely amazing so that's kind of you know when we talk about the the formula like that's why that hits on so many levels because it's just the way you know it it just looks great i i could see getting many miles and you know a lot of really awesome camping off of a rig like that yeah i mean i don't i don't know if that's the approach to go for something like this though i mean 
it's oh, yeah. a it's a gamble either way, right? So it's, it's one of you either go I mean, way it's cool. off to the left, to the right, or you hit the center, and it's it it it's it's a gamble any any way you you go with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a rad bike. Uh, yeah, he's gonna have a tough time getting votes from people. Uh, I don't know that he doesn't know or that are like out at a show to see some crazy bikes, you know. And that's it. Some people are in because they want to see the crazy. Some people want to see the bikes that, you know, are riders. And, you know, because I see every single comment that comes in uh, through People's Champ, and, and it runs so it, it just runs the gamut. You know, you got people that are into the crazy and then some that absolutely hate the crazy. So what, it, what, what do you do just, about the people who complain that it's like a popularity contest as though it's you know, something else anyways, you know, like I, well, it makes me laugh how people think well, you're letting people vote on this, you know? So like, I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine some of those attitudes that you see and have to deal with. Well, yeah, it's, it's the, when you, you add things like uh, voting, it automatically turns into a popularity contest. You know, there needs, it's not, you know, it would be very, wonderful if we lived in a world where just the bike itself is is it right that's the only thing you're voting on what bike looks the best but there's more to it you know you, you put the characters behind the builders you put uh you know the the level of attention that they put out onto the onto social media to have people get involved in the build getting that crowd sourcing kind of feel uh, all of that comes into play when you're when you're asking for people to take time out of their day, which is valuable, and you know, going onto the internet to hit a button in your favor. Oh yeah, it, no, yeah. It nobody that's voting time. gets gets paid for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of dynamics. I'm sure just making the video, if somebody's very uh, charismatic, it makes making the video a pleasure for you guys then he's going to get a better product at the end. I mean, I feel like the way you guys do all these the same, it makes it, uh, you know, it might help out the guy who's not as good in front of the camera. Or, you know, like it kind of like it levels the playing field. If you were just letting everybody make their video and Robbie got to make a fucking video, you know, like, or Cliff, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think well, this is a good way to level the playing field. that's exactly field. it. It's the, it's the ability to... Uh, try and make it as standard as possible so that way the builder and the bike show through as the, you know, their true selves, right? So you can start getting an idea of, you know, by just watching that video with Kyle, you can kind of, you know, by just hanging out with him for the day that we did, like that's how Kyle is. So you can get a feel for how that dude, you know, what he's about and get a feel for it. And the rest of the videos are all going to follow in that same suit. Like, Robbie's obviously the outlier because I didn't get a chance to hang out with him. But every interaction I've had with him over the internet has been the same, you know. So it by just having that standard, it just allows to get over, you know, all of that kind of fluff, and you kind of see what they're really, you know, what their deal is. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to hang out with Kyle. Just watching that video, I'm like, yeah, I want to go ride my chopper and go. I want to put on a Hawaiian shirt and ride side by side with Kyle right now. Man, man, I'd love to, but I feel like I, I already know right off the gate that I, I can't hang. That guy's. That guy's. Uh, I don't know how he hard. was keeping his shirt down. I don't know if he had it tucked in or another. Whenever I wear a shirt like that, it ends up just like up above my nipples, you know, like 
my whole back showing. I don't know if he's got weights on that thing, or maybe it was tucked in. I didn't catch it. It was impressive, nonetheless. No man, that it, it, it was it was fun going out there and, and visiting him. And you know, he's got a lovely lovely family, and his friends were great. And he had like an axe throwing setup right next to his his garage. So when we when we wrapped up, we were able to throw some axes. So it was it was a, it was a good time. Nice. All right, so next I got Jacob Conrad. Now, he didn't run into any difficulties throughout this last year building his bike. Uh, seemed like it was pretty smooth sailing down there, huh? Yeah, so it's Jacob Conard. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, Conard. It's yeah, not Conrad. The, the Rad is, is apparently like the super big misnomer. It took, you know, like I said, he, he was a, a rollover from 2020 okay. where he built a Sportster, and I called him Jacob Conrad pretty much the entire time uh, until I finally realized that there's no R. Uh, there is which, an R. It's just not before the A. Right. Uh, if I was so, him, I would change it because having Rad in your name is Rad. I know. He needs. He, we, I've been trying to get him, uh, convince him to change it, but he's not into it. So okay. All right. we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, man. So that was uh, his his deal. It went relatively smooth for the most part. Uh, but man, he started with nothing. Like no, didn't guy, his fucking shop flood or some shit? What's that? Didn't his shop flood at some point? Um, maybe I don't remember that part, but like he, his shop is in the middle of nowhere, so he works at you know the shop that he works at is where he's also building these bikes, and they do like sets and uh, a bunch of different weird stuff for like Sea World and a bunch of like the State Fair, just kind of building like you know the exhibits where gorillas and you know shamu and all that crap would just hang out so there's like a bunch of fake rocks out back you know they were on a uh, the the complex was an old dirt runway that they converted so all the the different hangars and, and out buildings were turned into uh like costume design and uh woodworking and he is the he was responsible for their uh metal shop so that's what how his whole shop came came to be and this, and this bike this twin cam is the second bike that he's ever built. Period. Uh, the first bike was the sports that he built for People's Champ last year. So he's only been in the bike building game for you know the better part of two years. So the level of precision that Jacob put on this bike is insane, and we couldn't even get all of the the little detail that has gone into that rig. Like even down to where he's got like these little derailleur looking u-shaped pieces that he's got welded onto the, the backbone so that way instead of having a zip tie go all the way around the backbone it just goes through this little u-shaped piece so it just wait a second wait a second looks like it's wait a second he made a piece to put a zip tie to yeah so it's it apparently is off of a like a mountain bike so you buy him in like these like a bag of these little metal u-shaped pieces and he, he welds all of them on so that way his zip ties have a place to go instead of just going around the tubing. It's insane. That, I mean, that but, sounds, it seems like if you were going to put something on there, you would like get rid of the fucking need for a zip tie altogether. Well, you got, yeah, it's one of those, you got the wires got to go somewhere. The cable's got to go somewhere. So instead of running the, uh, the, the throttle and all those different cables internal, they they run underneath the tank, and that's the way that he had it uh, had nice. it routed. All right, I'm gonna it's, watch this video. Yeah, it's insane. Jacob Canard, Canard. Hey, 
Hey, who are these boxers at the beginning of every video? Is that, yeah, is that cool Leonard? Game. I don't know. I think it's just some stock footage that Flynn found. Sugar Ray Leonard? Something mm -hmm. old and something that's not copyrighted. I'm from San Antonio, Texas originally. live in Austin, Texas. And then my day job is metal fabrication supervisor. And I build stuff for theme parks and museums. I wish those, I didn't like those wheels so fucking much. It is a 100 uh, six feet out of a bagger. And it's set in a twin top tube frame that I designed and built uh, based off old like 80s BMX twin top tube bikes. Um, I got a long history with riding BMX, like 20 plus years now, and just kind of always liked them, you know, and uh, always thought it'd make a good, make a good chopper, I guess, you know, just something different that you don't see very much. It's just uh, kind of more performance chopper style, I guess, with like the, you know, dual disc. Like, uh, good brakes, um, lots of power, shit like that. Favorite detail. So that's uh, like... The top two is definitely my favorite. I mean, it just, it was, I thought about it for a year, you know, and um, thought about how to make it two. work, how to make the tanks work with it, just, yeah, all that stuff. And um, so that's definitely my favorite off the bat. And then uh, the tanks on top of that, you know, just splitting the sporty tanks making them fit right and not look, you know, super goofy. For, I just love stainless exhaust, first off. Like, I love just, like, it's it's just it, you know. It's not chromed. It's not Cerakoted. Like, it can just be left raw. It does what it does. It turns gold real nice. But it, uh, I got to use uh, all the Shogun cuts that I was graciously given by the Pope himself. They're just super nice to work with. They're completely, like, different looks. Shogun know, cuts. Um... There was a shitload of welding and stressful, but it was fun, you know? And, like, it just, it created a totally different, different look than just using mandrel bends, you know? Like, giving a little more, the bike overall isn't, like, some crazy fancy showy thing, you know? Like, lots of textures on it or anything, so the exhaust kind of gave it a spot to where it could have something like that. The biggest struggles. Some of the biggest struggles were, honestly, just getting the motor to fit. Uh, in the frame properly because I knew I wanted to have a straight backbone just for like the side profile of it all and with the twin top tube if I had to have like this compound bend in them it would have been just it also would have looked really ugly you know from any angle because uh, it would have created this weird illusion you know with the two tubes like kind of it would just would have been dumb and um, so figuring out the height and everything I need to go but then keep the ground clearance like not make it look stupid and raked out and like, uh, I don't know, just like some, just weird big wheel billet chopper, you know? Like, I didn't want it to look like that at all. <laughs> Learned how to build a frame. It's the first frame I ever built. I mean, and I wasn't, it wasn't built off of an existing fixture or anything. You know, like, I didn't, uh, I didn't put a frame in a fixture and jig it all up to that to get the motor to mount where it needed to be or anything like that. I just kind of got like a one of those like cycle source frame jigs i floated the motor over it about where i wanted it compared to the rear axle and then just like filled in the gaps and it was the only way i knew how to do it you know like i wasn't i felt like i didn't have time to like go out and research like how to build a frame you know like like ask a bunch of questions like there was just nothing and there's there's nothing on putting one of these motors and like like that you know like it really hadn't been done um not to this extent i guess from what I've seen. Well, that's not true. <laughs> um, the bike ride's great. 
actually. Uh, I didn't know what to expect with the bigger motor and like just a rigid frame. I, so I didn't know if it was just gonna vibrate me to death or what it was gonna do. But it's actually like really smooth and really stable. All the geometry, the wheel, the, the distance from like the axle to the rear of the motor and the height and the rake and stuff was kind of taken from FXR. So it had good geometry to start with. And I don't know if that helped or if it's just dumb luck that it handles well or you know rides well, but it's it's surprisingly really smooth and stable. Looks like, good going down the road. You know, <clears throat> stay straight you know there's no crazy wobble no shake and uh but it's fast as shit it's scary fast <laughs> my wife first of all for not killing me during the last six months really never gave me shit for it, anything like that so she's the real champ uh the second would be my boss and the owner of where i work eddie that allows me to work on the bike here fucking electrons um, and stuff like that it gives me the freedom to do that um because i don't have a home shop set up all this kind of, I got into motorcycles and building stuff for them so fast, like it didn't even get to happen. So I just do everything here in my free time, you know. Lindall Brakes um, in San Marcos, uh, like Paul, Jennifer, Chico, Nico, that run and do everything at Lindall. Then Chico of course, Nico. oddly enough, Jesse James, like for the Shogun Cuts. Steve from Speed Kings in California uh, helped me a lot with the wiring, uh, the carb converting of the twin cam motor. I definitely think Bernie Motorcycle Company, they're a small little shop in town here. Um, it's just like getting fluids, just going up there, getting like gaskets, just weird little things. Like they're just super down to help and like supportive with that. Like I can ask them questions. They let me borrow tools. Like they let, like I went up there when they're just like drinking beer on a Saturday to like borrow tools to do my cam on a Sunday, you know? And like not a lot of shops would ever do that. Nice. Yeah, so he did kind of the same thing. Um, what uh, What's his name? Fugel did when he built the Evo chopper, and he put the, uh, the, the six-speed bagger transmission. It's got the oil tank underneath there. It looks huge under there on that bike, though. That's a big bag that, of oil underneath that, that transmission. That frame is so small, and... But he used that space really well, too, because it's hard to kind of see from that side profile. But he's got an oil cooler that, you know, runs kind of in conjunction with the uh, the bottom tubes. Really? Uh, that are, it's, it's like super tucked away. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, the where the, you know, the FXR triangle, if you will, uh, slash where the oil bag would go. Like that's where he, you know, has all of his wiring. So everything's kind of super tucked. And when he said that thing is fast, he is not kidding we you know when we did the, the riding footage with all the riders you know this is the you know peek behind the curtain kind of deal like we're asking them to do 25 35 miles an hour just some second gear type stuff second third gear uh just keep it mellow so that way we can get the shots and you know jacob doesn't have you know at this time didn't have a speedometer on it so he was in third gear doing like 70 miles an hour like i'm i'm driving the van trying to keep up right ne- you know right next to him and he's just <laughs> pulling away because he just doesn't have a concept of speed like the damn thing was getting ready to lift off and it hadn't even you know he didn't even shift into fourth gear it is bananas that's fucking bad but at the same time it's like when you look at all of the different bikes like the the dude set up a master class in regards to what a performance chopper can look like you know you take a ultimately reliable you know platform with that 
twin cam motor, you wrap a, a really, you know, int- you know, really neat frame and a couple parts here, a couple parts there. And you got yourself a rocket ship that, you know, doesn't have to get kicked over. You don't, you know, you can get, you know, launch off of the, uh, out of the parking lot whenever you're ready. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a tough bike. It's a real tough bike. Fucking Bill Dodge loves building choppers with those twin cam motors. I mean, you know, and that twin cam, it's got all that horsepower, and you put it in a fucking small frame with nothing else on it. I bet that thing is fast as fuck. 100%. And, you know, with just the fact that they're the next motor, you know, it's harder and harder to get into the panhead knuckleheads these days. So just like everything else, even comb shovels are going up. So now the... Oh, Evo. you can buy a twin cam cheaper than you can buy an Evo motor. Or, I mean, you can buy a twin cam cheaper than any. Do you know, they build so many fucking twin cams. Those things are just lying around, pretty much. Exactly. So that's like the, the Evo motors from the late 90s. You know, it's like, oh, it's 500 bucks here, 250 there. I'll trade you this boat anchor for, you know, whatever. So uh, it's the next up and come. So we're going to, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of those twin cams uh, as time continues because it's just going to be a cheap power plant that you're going to be able to get just a super powerful motor into a a cool bike relatively easy yeah yeah no they're they're already popping up a lot uh yeah i mean just i mean and you can make a cool bike without building a frame just getting a soft tail eva or a soft tail twin cam you're there ape hangers i mean yeah, that's... yeah, it's 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 a lot. Of, you know, making a bike look unique and and you has never been easier. You know, uh, and you but can no, look it at has that bike not that with YouTube out, out you there. Tell a lot about how that guy. You know what that guy's about. You know, you can tell that he's very BMX inspired by just looking at that frame, looking at the way that those wheels are set up. Like, you know, it's it's real deal stuff. Like that thing is is a rocket ship. Yeah, I wish I would have seen a better shot of the 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 down tubes or the backbone you know the split Man, backbone. If, you, if you go onto the website uh you'll be able to see some more detailed shots because the the video only can show so much in that time frame yeah well and i think i saw it when it was a raw frame it's been a while now uh but i like the way that it's not like uh you know it it's 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 kind of hidden you know like it doesn't stand out that much and like from the side view at all the way you guys had that camera set up, but the way his exhaust like matches that cam cover angle where it fucking goes up that front exhaust where it goes over the cam cover. That's pretty fucking, that's rad, man. So those Shogun cuts that he was talking about, like, have you, have you actually looked at those at all? Oh, that looks like the biggest pain in the dick ever. You know how I do my exhaust? I like bend my exhaust on the trees or like a table leg. Oh man, oh, Dan, that... Dan, these these Shogun cuts, like so he had some that he didn't use on the exhaust, and they're you know individually pie cut shapes, so you can get them for at different degrees. And don't they kind of clip into each they, other? They press fit together, so you pretty yeah. much press them together. They hold, and then all you have to do is weld around it, and you've got something that looks like this. And yeah. they were absolutely ridiculous, but they're also. Uh, not cheap so the fact that he got hooked up by uh by jesse and you know the guys over at shogun cuts like this is probably like a thousand dollar exhaust in just those pie cuts like it is 
hefty, but they look amazing. And it, you know, with it being stainless, you know, that kind of gives it that power chopper look. And it's just going to look great as it continues to ride and get that bluing and that color that only stainless does. Yeah, no, that those things are fucking. That, that's like next level. That's pretty insane. I can I I bet those things are really fucking expensive. And yeah, they're, they're fucking worth it too. I mean, if you're trying to build exhaust, dude, you probably save all the time. I mean, trying to cut those pies on your own and fit them up, hold them together. My buddy Carlos does that shit. I don't know how the fuck he does. I don't have the patience. Even if I, I was capable shame. of welding that shit. No way. No way. So the next video I got pulled up is AJ motherfucking Anderson. And you went to his spot in Ogden, huh? How's his new yes. shop? Man, so I, I don't, I didn't know AJ too well prior to this. So this was, uh, you know, a good introduction. Like I didn't know his whole. Uh, he's an asshole. He's not very nice at situation. all, is he? What's that? I said he's an asshole, right? He's not very nice at all. Oh man, he salt of the earth, that guy. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it was it was great being able to hang out with him. Uh, but yeah, his new shop is you know amazing. So the way that it's set up with just individual bays for him and his homies is just awesome. You can see that they're all like personalized and they all had their own space. Uh, and it just had that vintage chopper cool where, you know, you, it, it, it just looked really well. And then on top of that, just the bike that he had, once we walked in there, that thing just stole the show. Nice. So you guys going to go back out there in uh, September for the, the junction city chopper show? Man, I know once we came back, we, we were able to be able to sponsor it. So we've got something, you know, we've got something that we're doing with them. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it up because I know the next one, as far as our trips, I know we're going up for the uh, Four Corners uh, deal in Colorado in September. So I don't know if we're going to be doing both or not. Come on. You guys are going to Four Corners. What are you guys doing at Four Corners? Uh, I think we're, uh, we're going to do some chopper show stuff. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe, you know, best case scenario, we're just going to go up and ride some motorcycles. Dude, my buddies, Maybe are, have some fun. My buddies are throwing a sweet-ass fucking party at this place called the Back 40. Uh, fucking, it's like a rodeo arena or some shit. I don't even know. It's going to be rad. Uh, really, be, I don't know if they're doing the hill climb again this year, but that was one of the fucking raddest things they ever did was let us race up Purgatory Ski Hill, the ski mountain. Man, I've, I've heard nothing but great things, and I'll be honest with you, my big thing is I, I've heard that the uh, the riding out there is next level, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I'll be up there tomorrow. Oh, Red. Yeah, we're going to ride. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going on a ride tomorrow. So, AJ Anderson, what was his first video like? This isn't his first appearance, is it? Uh, so he apparently was part of the people's champ earlier on when it was show class, uh, but didn't make it that far. So I don't know what bike he entered in that, uh, but this was his, the, the furthest he's gotten. And, uh, the bike that he put together for this one with that shovel head, uh, you know, what I got was, uh, his submission. It was pretty much raw metal. Uh, most of the molding was like the, the main structure for the molding was complete. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't metaled in, it wasn't smooth. It wasn't, you know, it was still kind of rough. 
So all we had to go off of was this wacky frame and this long ass front end. And then the fact that there was a motor on a stand, it was just like, all right. And then he showed you his other goofy builds too, right? Builds. Yeah. So we, we, we always go on to, uh, you know, the submissions that make it onto the table where we're contemplating whether or not they're going to make it. Uh, we'll generally go through their Instagram and see kind of what they've done on top of the ones that they've submitted, just kind of back it up. And, uh, yeah, you can see the the stuff that he's done with his knucklehead and, you know, the other shovel heads that he's done. Like the dude's got some talent. So it was, it was easy to see that that bike in the shape that it was in, you know, had potential and it, it definitely, that potential turned into reality. Yeah. He's definitely got some character, you know, there's some, uh, Dude, that last one he built, I saw it down in Austin a couple months ago. I guess it's been a while. But I didn't know that he was in Austin. And I saw that bike, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's at my buddy's house in the front lawn. My chopper's parked next to it. And I was just like, what? Who? I've, I've seen this before. I don't know. Maybe that was the first time I'd seen it in person. Uh, but was yeah, it the swing knucklehead? Do what? Was it the swing arm bike? Yeah, but I don't think when he first built it, when I saw it online, I don't think it had a knucklehead in it. I think that was a new addition, or he swapped the drive I really, trailer I really out. hope that it is a knucklehead, and I'm just not making things up. No, no, I think it was when I saw it the other day. Uh, but it wasn't originally when I first when he was first building it. Or fuck, maybe it was. I don't know. I know, it's hard to keep track. There's only a couple bikes on the internet to look at, so... But I know the AJ, that fucking tall seat thing. And I think I've seen this one, at least pictures of it. I don't know. Let's check it out. Did you figure out who these boxers are yet? No, I don't, I don't have the ability to go get that real quick. <laughs> let, me see, let me see if I can track that down for you. AJ Anderson. That looks like him laying on the ground right there. Where are you from? That's why he was in Texas. Um, it is a 1965 pan shovel. The frame um, is a, was a pan head frame, mostly from the rear back. Welded a bunch of the original tabs back on it and then started in on all the... And then covered it all, all up. Uh, ratchet top trans, you know, all the typical metal work I did as far as like handlebars and sissy bar... Favorite details. Big one. Pretty much all the colors that are in the paint job are from like 50s and 60s era appliances, actually. <laughs> both, you know, the passenger pigs and, and driver pigs, both of the mini floorboards. That's something I've been making for a long time. This is the first time I ever had a set of my own chrome, so it's really sweet to see them all the way done. And, you know, the, the seat pan and stuff. I guess, you know, it's, it's original, but at the same time, I, w- I wouldn't pretend to say that I, it's 
all my ideas. I've never seen a seat like this or one exactly like this, but like all pulled from that era looking at old bikes. I know I've seen somewhere where someone had, you know, seats with cutouts and whatever. Sissy Bar is uh, made out of C channel. Uh, again, not my original Bad. idea. I, I'm sure they've been done before, but Cody that's in the shop with us here, he's, he's made them out of that before. And they just, they're super solid. It makes it so you don't get a floppy, flopper, you know. Salt Lake City Chrome, you know, did all the chrome work and it's top, top quality chrome. Yeah, your biggest struggles. Uh, the frame, like I said, it was an old frame when I originally the bought the bike that was in that frame. I scrapped it and built a, an entirely different one because I thought it was just like too sketchy to, to run. Um, but... Uh, spent a lot of time. We put it in a frame jig and, and checked it out, and that, the neck was straight and everything. But there was just like whoever had done the work on this in the past, I'm guessing, was like pre 1970 for sure because of the style of welding that was done on it. And, and then you forget things like after I got it back from paint, I had to drill a few holes for like fork stops and things on a brand new paint job and stuff. That was just like so, yeah, there was some points like that that were sweating. But I, I do also have to say, on the other hand, as far as putting the bikes together, this one was pretty friendly. It was, I mean, things went together as they should. The motor mounts lined up, the trans mounts lined You know, sometimes you run into things like that that can be a real headache. But um, definitely, I mean, anybody I think who builds bikes would, uh, it would say... My bike goes together easy every time. Myself, uh, would say every one of them is a learning process. I hadn't done, this is the first truly molded bike. The whole process, like I'm not, I'm not a painter either and, and Joey allowed me to be really involved with the paint and just being there to help lay some of the, the ideas with the tape and everything like that. Uh, and I actually, I haven't, I have not uh, had a long bike before either. I've always been more of the short chopper guy, but I guess doing a show bike for something like this, I was just thinking like the bigger, the better, the more, the more, more extreme. I think I was measuring it for my trailer and it's nine feet end to end. So I have to adjust the chocks in my trailer to be able to even get it in there. That fucking paint is sick. And I've never had a long bike before. So I was a little, it's it's a, it's a jockey shift, uh, rocker clutch for those familiar with that. Um, didn't really know what to expect with it. And, uh, it seems really smooth. Like, it, it actually, surprisingly, you know, with the narrow uh, pullback. Oh, man, once he puts a pack on there, he's going to be so comfy. It's, it's, not, it's not a lot to handle. It's not too bad at all. Um, but, yeah, and it's, it's a blast. I, I've only got to ride it just a little bit. But it's Dude, good. he can use those cutouts to strap his bag on. Fucking ultra good. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, this is the hardest question just because if I forget anybody... It is absolutely unintended because, you know, I'm, I'm all for the, the pride of, you know, building a bike yourself, uh, beginning to end and all that. But I would also say if that's your like main prerogative, like you're missing out on a huge part of what choppers are to me and a lot of people. And Joey painted the bike. Cody here in the shop with me, like helped so much on just the assembly. And uh, again, it's like the point of pride is, is awesome to, to have no one else join in with you on what you're doing basically or whatever but uh yeah it's a community and and i don't think i don't think any of it would be what it is without that part of it so um yeah 
there's so many people, like I said, sorry to everybody who I may be forgetting. There's people that made meals for us while we were working on it to, you know, parent my parents. Just obviously wouldn't, wouldn't be here without my parents. <laughs> Unpopular plug-in, uh, you know, believe in God, wouldn't be here without any of that. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without that. He just said God was unpopular? What kind, of world sure he, what kind of world does he live in, dude? Man, uh, it was a trip, man. So, you know, AJ apparently, you know, used to be like a youth pastor. So I'm sure he's gotten it from, from all angles. And, you know, just the way people believe now. Wait a second. He used Who to knows? be a youth pastor? That, that's, that's what he said. Like one of those creepy molester types? The young life no, leaders? I, mean, I, I think it was definitely more along the lines of, hey, you know, let me tell you some stories. Uh, Sounds like, hey, I got candy. <laughs> Get in my yeah, van. Yeah, I've seen his van, dude. As a, as a heavy putter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AJ. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, dude, that fucking paint job's wow. All that fucking Bondo work. Oh, man. Yeah, he says that, a, uh, like, I don't know how much of it's Bondo, how much of it's metal. He says that a lot. Uh, it's I think it's all metal with just light skin coats to it. And that kind of jives with what the original pictures that I saw were. Um, but, yeah, the molding was crazy on it. And, man, I'll be honest with you, like, the the thing that stoked me out the most about that bike was that sissy bar. Like, that C-channel type metal that he used. Uh, like he said, he probably isn't the first person to ever use it. Uh but man, it was sturdy. Like watching that thing ride down the road, that thing didn't really move a whole lot. And you could just, like you said, strap a bag to it. And I'd have full confidence that that thing is going to be able to hold it. Uh, so I, I'll be honest with you, my next rig's probably going to be stealing a play out of AJ's book and, and using some of that C channel. Oh, yeah. No, the C channel's where it's at. I mean, fucking, uh, I've seen people do it with I Beam, too. Just, just that it just gives it so much rigidity. Uh, it's you can't beat it. The last one I built, that's what it was, and dude, it didn't fucking move. It literally yeah. it doesn't move, and it looks yeah, my, fucking cool. I mean, you good. saw his. Yeah. His is sick. I'm pretty sure Cody's little chopper's got one on there that's C channel as well too. And dude, they're yeah, that's I think the that's way where you go. got that original idea from. Was Cody's bike. Yeah, that's the way. And then you don't have to do that fucking Midwest swoop or, you know, it's just, now it is heavy. You know, I wouldn't say it's like, it's not performance. You're just adding weight. When you're, when you're putting it on an old bike, like a knucklehead, panhead, or a shovelhead, it's like you're not looking for performance. Well, like, I mean. You don't want any drag races. It's, you know, you want to fucking, I mean, it's a chopper because you're getting rid of weight, you know, like you're chopping yeah. off shit. You know, from you're the right. stock, you're right. uh, you know, the stock uh, configuration. Uh, but no, those, dude, because if you're fucking strapping shit to your sissy bar and riding that motherfucker, it's going to break, uh, period. Unless yeah. it's C-channel, you, then then you're going to break your fender. That's what will happen next, but. Yeah, yeah, it's not a matter of when, or it, yeah, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, like exactly. It's going to go down. Something's going to break, dude. But that's sick. I mean, I, dude, the, that fucking paint job is wild as shit. It's funny that it's appliance colors, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Where the fuck and, and did when, Joey come up with fucking When he says that, you can totally colors? see it. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It looks like a fucking ad out of some fucking, you know, what do you call it? Trucker Speed Mom's catalog from the 60s. Yeah, like Sears and Roebuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where they're selling like fucking clean up your house pills and, you know, dishwashers. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. AJ, AJ, you look good on that bike, dude. For real. Once you get a pack on there and you got the whole sofa setup going on, you notice how it looked like he was reading a newspaper and taking a shit on a recliner? Just going know, down the road. You might as well start smoking, a, you know, like a longhorn pipe or something. Yeah, something like that. Like an old trusty sea captain. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it looked like he was holding the Bible going down the road, a big one. Oh, dude. So uh, so you did a video with Cliff. Is Cliff the only one in this video? Uh, I think that we managed to only get Cliff in the video. But you know Cliff. I bet that was a challenge, an, dude. As an entourage. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff well, and the... So the whole thing is we started with, hey, guys, we're going to be out here. You know, it's just going to be uh, in a garage somewhere where, you, you know, where you built the bike. We'd appreciate it if you didn't invite all your friends over because the noise just picks up on the microphones and, you know, Cliff and everybody was just like, yeah, sure. No problem. And of course, Cliff was just like, well, I changed the location. It's no longer in a garage. It's going to be, you know, at my, you know, this yeah, location. Yeah, everybody knows like where his, everybody knows where his garage is, dude. Well, that's the thing is like he sends me like a grid coordinates because there's no house on this location. The, <laughs> the, like what's right next to it is a semi truck trailer with an overhang where they have, you know, they store some stuff to be able to take care of the field that's behind it. But uh, so like that was the night prior. He sent me, hey, we're going to meet here instead. So we show up and he brought the entire crew. So there's like. <laughs> <laughs> So it was like six, you know, we're, we get there be, even before they do. Did he tell so you that gonna, nobody's going to be there? Oh, yeah, he's like, hey, man, uh, we're on our way. We'll be there in a couple minutes. And we're just kind of sitting there waiting. Like, I, are we even at the right location? Because all I see is the semi-truck trailer that's surrounded by a fence and that we're in somebody else's, you know, kind of driveway. And then, you know, he rolls up with one of his buddies in, in a truck and then like four or five other trucks and vans showed up behind with all these other guys. And it's just like, okay, well, uh, obviously the ability to follow the, you know, the simple requests is out the door. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're just going to kind of work with this, which, you know, it's not a huge deal. You know, we, we'll work with, uh, with what we got. And I mean, you let Kyle change shirts. Dudes were, were you let, awesome. Yeah. You let Kyle change shirts between each take. So, you know, yeah. And it, it might, we, we might as well just have, you know, did the interview with Cliff and then change each question changed to one of the nobodies, you know, uh, we, 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 we could, we could have done that, you know? Oh man. I'm looking, I am really looking forward to this one. Uh, no, it's, and it's, I am biased. Kind of party I, and the bike is a direct reflection of, of that crew. You know, uh, it, uh, th those guys are just, they're, they're, you know, they're ready to get down. Yeah. I mean, and really, I am so biased that I might erase everything we've recorded until now and be like, this is it. This is all you guys need to see. All right, I'm going full which, screen on this one. Which is one of those things, like, even before we get started on Cliff's video, we're just stoked at the fact that he's able to make the video because you did get him uh, a missile to take on the, 
the Biltmore 100, and he did a good job of augering that thing into the dirt. So <laughs> the fact that he was even able to to do and finish the bike is, uh, you know, amazing in its own right. Well, and I've been giving, I haven't been fucking on his back, but I need him to fix that shit. He fucked it all up. I was like, you know, I'll give him a break. I'll let him finish this Biltwell's People's Champ bike, you know. Uh, but now, hey, now it's real, Cliff. We got to get back on well, the Sportster. Got to get back well, on the girl bike. Yeah, well, that, now you also have the ability to go off of the fact that you have this leverage. So you could either erase the first half of this or leave it, you know, depending on how fast he's going to fix that bike. Oh, well, Cliff. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, my name's Cliff. I'm from here in East County, San Diego. Um, during the day, I do welding and machining for a medical company, making surgical equipment. He makes sex change tools is what he does. Uh, this is a bike I got a few years back out of a storage unit. Fuck, it looks so rad. You tell me you didn't find that in the catalog? Definitely doesn't look perfect. Mission accomplished. Some of my favorite stuff. I don't know if it's my favorite because it was a lot of work and it's frustrating as hell. It's kind of my least favorite. (laughs) It's kind of my favorite because there's a lot of people that said it wouldn't work at all. So I was really stoked when it started up and actually worked. But the the exhaust that goes down into here, it comes around and the front pipes exit on each side right here. And the rear pipe goes into the, the seat tube. It comes straight out the bottom. Uh, the floorboards I machined and welded on there on each side. And the Springer I came up with. It's I, I like this uh, Springer, but I like the, the look of the rigid. So it actually pulled the chain. Nailed it. The spring that compresses inside. It's kind of like a... That's so like fucking wild. But chain driven with a sprocket on there. And the headlight up on the sissy bar and the one-handed bar. I think with those things, those are like four or five things I've never seen before on a bike. Those are probably... What about the fucking red dick hanging off the back of it? One of the biggest struggle was just time frame. I mean, six months ago, this frame was in two pieces, had no top tube. Uh, I ended up cutting it, tacking it at, with James a while back, and then I cut it out again. And then so good. The exhaust to Are you kidding me? You got and be able to detach it so I can still pull the motor in and out. Because I was just going to weld it straight, but then I'd never be able to take the motor out. <laughs> that and some of the engineering on the fork and machining some of the parts for that, trying to manual mach- manual machine all that. Dude, the bob wire clutch, the lasso, the, the, dude, that whole setup. Yeah, just getting everything done in time was really hard because, I mean, this thing literally didn't move on its own until yesterday. Did you learn anything new? Yeah, I've always been terrible at wiring. 
and my buddy Aaron came over and did most of the wiring, but I sat there with him while he was doing it, and to the point where I got frustrated and walked away, but then that little bit I did learn <laughs> while he, until I got frustrated, there was a learning point. I'd walk away, get a beer, come back, I go, all right, let's try this again. I actually smoked an ignition, a tail light, because I hooked it up wrong, and then he came over and he's like, no, you fucked all Oh, that's a tail light. Did most of the stuff in house, but, uh, or actually all of it. But I think the only thing I didn't know was wiring, you know. Dude, the wood pieces are so fucking rad. What a cool touch. It rides awful. <laughs> it is wobbly. The one handlebar is just as dumb as you'd expect. But the motor runs good. Look at that sissy bar. And what the fuck? Other than that, like the front end's floppy and the handlebars are stupid, but everything else is pretty solid. That sissy bar is not solid, Cliff. It looks like you built it out of a fucking coat hanger while you're going down the road. A lot of people. A this lot. Is honestly a huge undergoing, and I would not have been able to do it with all the buddies that are here today, my my wife, my kids, like, literally, my kids were out here working on it. Like, my daughter yesterday was welding up the sissy bar while I was working on stuff. And my son's out here filling tires up, checking stuff, tightening bolts. And he's sitting in the garage like, oh, hand me a Phillips, hand me this, and he'll run and get tools. And my my wife's in there every night. And if she's not in the garage, as soon as I get home from work, she goes, I sit down on the couch. Shouldn't you go work on your bike? Yeah, you're right. Get up. She goes, come on, let's go. I got beer. Come on, let's go out and work in the garage. Janna's a badass. And every one of these buddies that's here, uh, Aaron and Tommy, mostly just every day been over here and they bring me parts like I took like this is Aaron's carb Tommy came over and did the trans while I was at work yesterday or Thursday he goes well what time do you get off tell him he goes I'll be over there at noon I'm gonna fix the trans get the clutch working before you get off work like it, it was a huge group effort every one of my buddies pitched in on this sick sick well, Cliff's going to win. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Well, it's it's nice that you get a vote. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to hold my response until the end. Uh, but, yeah, man, when, uh, when Cliff sent in his uh, submission, let me tell you about how much laughter just came out of my, you know, my face over the fact it's like the dude just like hey you know uh, i got this frame so i get a picture it's like the frame he's got like a half-ass sissy bar that he kind of made and some weird you know it looked like a homemade front end that he got off of like a mini bike that he stretched out uh so it just looks like a complete cartoon and he's like so i'm gonna make this bike and the headlight is gonna be on the sissy bar shining over top of me and i'm gonna have these handlebars that you know looked like a rudder off of a, a small boat, and it's like, <laughs> man, we we we're gonna ride fifty miles through Ortega, and anybody that's been in Southern California that's done that route knows that that is not a straight shot. Like there is some you know some decent curves to it, and him being the local guy and has ridden that and knows that, it's so like, yeah, man, it should be fine. And he backed that up with the fact that he's also the guy that put a recliner on his Sportster. You know, there's. You know, him and his crew have the giant chain link steering wheel handlebars that they had. Like you, you know that these guys are ready to put up and, and make something 
fun and kind of freak out the squares. And man, with that exhaust, with the handlebars, the sissy bar, just kind of the whole picture, it's definitely freaking out a lot of people. It pisses off a lot of people and it stokes out a lot of people all at the same time. Dude, so it's been, it's been I, I just hope that when he rolls into Cook's Corner and the frame is like fucking just either, I don't know, it's like glowing orange from being so hot and he does a giant wheelie like through the front doors and lands and the thing just like stretches out and lays on the ground like in two pieces or one, however that happens, that you capture that on film. Because like, I want to uh, see it. I'm not going to be there. I need somebody to capture this, you know, because it's going to be so badass when he wheelies that thing into Cook's Corner. So we do have uh, we're we're going to be videotaping the whole uh, the whole ride in. So our media team is going to be able to capture that. But uh, man, that the between the Bill 100 and the People's Champ, if if Cliff can make it to there, he's at least going to become the Biltwell certified cockroach. Uh, because you know Biltwell 100 didn't kill him. If the People's Champ doesn't, then that man is is invincible because uh, he's setting himself up like that thing is wild. And when he said that that thing rides horribly, it looks just like he sounds. I'm not it, sure how I feel so about you calling sketchy. my friend a cockroach. What's that? I said, I'm not sure how I feel about you calling my friend a cockroach, dude. Well, it, hey, man, that just shows how robust and uh, ever-living that guy is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be just fine. Right. Uh, I love how honest he is about everything that he's done, why he did it, and how he did it. And uh, the attitude that he has about everything. I fucking love Cliff to death. And it's it's cool to see this whole bike come together. The first time I went out there, you know, he's riding around on a fucking rubber-mounted sportster. I'm not just riding around. He's riding it like 100-plus miles every single day. Uh, and then he had this shovel head just like sitting in pieces. Like, oh, yeah, one day I'll build that. You know, fast forward a couple years, uh, bam. He just did it in the last six months. Uh, he didn't touch on how he, like, literally traded beer and just built the whole thing with his friends. I mean, he did touch on that. But, dude, what a rad story, a rad bike, and it's, like, sketchy as fuck, and uh, I'm stoked for him. Yeah, that was the one thing that he was mentioning was the fact I think he's got, like, $1,200 of actual cash in that, in that build. And, uh, but at the same time, I keep shutting them down with, I was like, Cliff, you could say that, but you know, if, if you do that, then you need to also add all of the hours and time that you have into it. Give yourself a livable wage. Cause there's no way that this is a $1,200 bike. You know, that front end alone, nobody uh, would give him any more than and time that he put into that thought is, you know, time and valuable. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to give him any more than $1,200 for that bike. So he's not too far from the truth, you know? Well, he, it, yeah, because the motor is <laughs> $1,200 and the rest is just going to fall off around him. You know, we, we and that, that's the whole thing. It's like the, the thing doesn't have a kickstand. You know, it's got, you know, either a dick or a prolapsed anus for a, for a taillight, depending on how you look at it. Uh, you know, and, and my biggest fear is that he's going to wheelie it too many times before he even gets to the show and he's going to snap the frame in half. So, Man, the guy, the guy lives dangerously, and I, oh, I love it. No, he's coming in for that fucking beer money, dude. He's going to make it to the show. I have no doubt he'll make it to Cook's Corner. No doubt. 
I'm yeah. really that video got me excited where I'm thinking that I might need to oh fuck, I don't know how I could do it. I would love to just go out there. I mean, fuck, he's I'm sure my sportster works good enough for me to ride that. Uh I don't know how I'd make it happen. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, man, because this might be the last uh, born free in California, so it's uh, potentially coming up for the weekend. That is not a selling point. Uh, But seeing Cliff ride that bike around, that would be worth coming to California for. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there is debt. Fuck, this... We might have, I might have been at the last fucking born free in California. (laughs) Uh, That is still a possibility. uh, Yeah, we're going to have, dude, the born free in Texas is going to be fucking sick. And if you're interested in the venue, we're doing an event October 3rd, Southern Throwdown at the Yellow Rose Canyon. And dude, I'm stoked about that spot. It's going to be rad. I'm interested in checking it out. Well, yeah. Well, I'm stoked that you are working as hard as you are on this. The videos are great. Uh, tell Jeff and everybody over there I said hello. Um, is there any – so when is the voting? Tell me how this works. If people – if people like how does everybody vote for Cliff? How does that work? All right, fantastic. So uh, of the five builders that are, that are uh, available to vote on, uh, voting is going to be August – or opening August 23rd. And it's going to go through the morning of the 27th. Uh, so they're going to be online on the website, which is, again, peopleschampshow.com. Uh, you'll be able to throw your vote on there. It's only going to be one vote per person, so you don't have to worry about coming back and voting every day until you know the end. It's just going to be one per email. Um, so you can go on, vote for the person that you want to win. And then at that point, the, the big factor is going to be the riders are going to have to ride through or take a canyon to Cook's Corner and make and their bike has to make it if regardless of how many votes they get if the bike doesn't make it under its own power uh then that rider and that bike will no longer be eligible to win uh so the party's going to be at cook's corner in tribuco canyon uh the party's going to start at three o'clock and we're going to announce the winner at nine o'clock which is the friday before born free um yeah so that's a, that's a big thing if you have any information you know you can check out peopleschampshow.com or bill underscore people underscore champ on instagram now, is there going to be? Can you vote at the event? Uh, no. So we're gonna. All the voting is going to be completed prior to, and then the uh, event itself is pretty much just going to be announcing the winner. So there's not going to be any voting online. So or uh, voting in person. Uh, the big reason for that is what we found with doing last year is instead of just having the Southern California, the individuals in Southern California choose who the people's champ are. Uh, this just gives us the ability to uh, cast a wider net, so that way we can get more people involved in the voting process wow okay that i mean that makes sense i think you're trying to handicap cliff but that's okay that's okay i, I don't think so i, I think at this point yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still it's still anybody's game but at the same time it's the uh the you know you watch those videos you can definitely get a feel for all of the builders and what they put into those bikes which is a lot so uh it's anybody's game but at the same time there's uh, a lot of amazing parts on these motorcycles and oh. the people behind them are also just as amazing. Yeah. I mean, all those bikes are fucking rad, dude. All of them are seriously fucking rad. Uh, what is it? Tell me about, uh, what they win. Tell me about the sponsors that help make this happen. I know that Bill Wells got some help from a lot of other people. Man, that's a great question. All right. Thanks, Dan. So, uh, the sponsors for this year are lowbrow, 
Dry Specialties, Chop Cult, Motorcycle Sherpa, Greasy Culture, Old Bike Barn, Pangea Speed, Paco, Born Free, Iron Fire Brewing Company, uh, SNS, Metzler, Heatwave, Dice, and Russ Brown, which are obviously the ones that make this happen. So because of all of those amazing sponsors, what we're doing is we have the ability to, uh, if the builder makes it to the show, the bike itself in any condition makes it to the show, they get $1,000. If they are crowned the people's champ, their total winnings are going to be $10,000. If they happen to be using Metzler tires, then they get an additional $1,000 added on top of that. So that's just an added bump that Metzler has for anybody that's running their tires. Uh, so, you know, if, if they've been running Metzlers the entire time, then they get to walk away with a total of $12,000 for the year. Uh, but at the same time as if not, then, you know, the, the maximum they're going to win is going to be $10,000 at the show. Damn, that is sick. So, I mean, I bet there's like a big baller that would be willing. I'm not even going to say that yet. That's awesome. Okay. That's fucking sweet. It's awesome that you guys have done all that to get that money wrangled up. Um, I'm glad. That's also, that also leads into the fact that that, builder that wins is also now going to be eligible at born free as an invited builder. So they get to fall into that same category as all the other invited builders, which this year, just like every other year is full of just heavy hitters. So, uh, the potential to win, you know, best of show and all the other types of awards that are inviter specific, uh, they're now eligible for. So, uh, it's a huge win gets them that platform to be able to be seen and everybody to recognize all the talent that they have. Yeah, I mean, I hope that Cliff doesn't blow up so much that he doesn't have time to fix my bike. Uh, but surely with $12,000, he'll be able to get whatever he needs to make that motherfucker run again. So this is all good news, man. Josh, thank you for reaching out and uh, and doing this. This was cool. I've never never done it like this. It's, you know, obviously it would be better if there was like video of me watching this or you could watch the video at the same time. But... You can go to all Biltwell's channels and see these videos for yourself. And uh, I hope everybody uh, participates by voting for Cliff. Yeah, Dan, thanks for having me on. And uh, again, hopefully we can do this again next year. Absolutely. Let's, uh, yeah, we ought to figure out a way to, you know, I would like to do, you know, I would like to talk to Robbie Sunborn. Like I, I, I would, I'd be interested in being more involved throughout the year. Um, you know, maybe when you guys go film your video, I could sit down and do a podcast. If we could line it all up, maybe uh, I think that'd be rad. So we'll see what it would take. Yeah, we can figure something out. All right, Josh, you have a wonderful day. It was good talking to you. I can't wait to shake your hand in person. Sounds great. Talk to you later, Dan. See ya. Bye. All right. So now, if you haven't already, go to peopleschampshow.com. And vote for your favorite builder. Now, I know I keep telling you to vote for Cliff because, well, I fucking not only do I love Cliff as a person, I really love his attitude and the inspiration and the means in which he built this bike. It, it really is a fucking awesome thing. And I hope that you are inspired enough to do something similar. Maybe not as wild and crazy and unusable and unpractical as his, but you 
get together. Maybe you don't get together. Maybe you, you, you meet new people and find people to help you build a chopper while you come across things you can't figure out how to do or where to get. You reach out, you use the Internet, or you just use the old tactic of going to your local motorcycle shop and asking them if they know anybody that has some shit or if they can answer some questions or whatever, dude. Pay them to do it. Fuck, just, you know, gain some experience with some people building a badass bike and then ride that motherfucker. It's a rad thing. I really do enjoy what, you know, show class originally started and Biltwell is continuing with, and that is this people's champ build. Now, it is a fucking popularity contest, right? Like, people are voting on who they like the most. So I don't want to hear anybody fucking complaining about shit. Uh, That just is what it is. Sure, the bike that wins may not beat the most functional bike to ride across the country, but it's about having fun. And I think it's pretty obvious who had the most fun getting this motherfucker done. So go to peopleschampshow.com and vote right the fuck now. Hey, Billwell, thank you, fellas. (laughs) 